This is Pixelated Audio, episode 125, and you're listening to the music of Harold Hardtooth. Back to Pixelated Audio, a podcast focusing on game audio, its history, and the people behind it. We're your hosts. I'm Brian, and this is Zenoska. And uh, today we're going to be playing music and talking about Harold Heartland for the PC, Amiga, and C64. Wait, is that my name now? Geno- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Brian, you're forgetting the full isn't official that, isn't, title. Isn't that, isn't that how you can pronounce your name in Russian? You can say it like Zenoska or... Jenska uh, well, and well, Zhenya, you know, it's Zhenya. Uh, I get more Russian every episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the full title of this one, the absolutely full title, is Colgate Presents Harold Hardtooth in the Fight for Clean Teeth. <laughs> oh yeah, boy. Um, the original game is, uh, is in Danish, so we didn't even want to attempt that, but um, it was composed by Thomas Mogensen, better known as Drax, and that song that we came in with was from the C64, titled Funk.Sid, and uh, I gotta say, it's it's pretty funky. Yeah, it's a pretty funky little tune. Kind of peters out a little bit at the end, though. Well, it's got that <laughs> change-up where it's just like the percussion at the end there, and it's not a whole lot going on, but it's, it's fun. It's... Um, kind of funky it reminds me of some other advert games maybe like um or actually maybe a little bit of toe jam and earl in there too that like don't dun dun you know kind of <laughs> yeah, swingy well, bass yeah i mean there's a lot of crossover here with your other demo stuff in the impulse project and well, uh, yeah, yeah yeah but Makes we're trying sense. to keep it we're yeah. trying to keep them uh, nice and separated keep them separated so um, yeah, originally on the C64, then it was arranged for other platforms by Jens Christian Hus and Jesper Olsen. Yeah, for PC and Amiga, respectively. Yeah, so uh, we're going to be playing tracks from kind of everything. We're going to keep this really short because there's only like, what, like three tracks 
three and a half, depending on how you count. Right. So the title is called Funk.Sid. And so if you have trouble looking it up in like high voltage SID collection, um, it's under that name by, by Drax. But um, it was a promotional. Was this a working copy of the, the music? I forgot what it said in the still file. Yeah, it was. This was the version that was actually used in the official game. But there was gotcha. a, if, if you look up the uh, Colgate title, there's a, there's a file in there called Colgate. That was his demo, like work in progress version. Yeah. So um, so yeah, the music's a little bit scattered around, but um, I think that uh, we got we got some good stuff today, and we can go through it. And so, anyways, getting into it, the game Harold Hardtooth in the Fight for Clean Teeth was a platforming adventure for the C64 Amiga and IBM PC, released in 1992. So pretty late in the C64 life, um, it was you know still had some stuff going on, but um, still quite late. And uh, it was developed by Silver Rock Productions and published by Colgate and Palmolive. And this only came out in Denmark. So it's a very specific uh, release for um, a certain a certain uh, demographic. You know, I, I think that they were really trying to push um, advertising, um, maybe some of these kind of American products on that Danish market. And so they were thinking like, how do we get in? You know, all the kids are, all the kids are in the games nowadays. Clamoring for a, a mascot tooth man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. So, he, the, uh, you know, there, there were actually promotional boxes of Colgate with uh, the Harold hard tooth on it. If you, uh, in the game, you can see different, uh, products and some of them have them on it, which is it's just like a Colgate bottle, though. It's a, a tube <laughs> of Colgate. Yeah, poorly <laughs> pixelated images of like Crest, or sorry, <laughs> poorly pixelated images of Colgate brand yeah. toothpaste. Right, oh, man, just cheating <laughs> on Harold there. Dude. Didn't even get the advertising correct. I guess I was not the target for this game. <laughs> So uh, tell us about Sil- Silver Rock Productions. Sure. So Silver Rock Productions was founded in 1988 in Copenhagen, Denmark by Ivan Solvensen. They made other promotional games like George Glaxo, which is another platformer about having asthma, uh, I guess. Uh, that was promoted by Glaxo <laughs> or GlaxoSmithKline or GSK, one of the big pharmaceutical companies. Uh, they had their hand in the other pocket. They made these games called Callus Puffs Expressin and Gouldcorn Expressin, which are basically a game about driving a train to collect cereal boxes. So one hand is getting that dentist money, and the other one is getting that cereal box money. <laughs> Sugary cereals. <laughs> yep, yep. I looked it up. They're kind of like Honey Smacks in the U.S., which I found out was recalled in 2018 in the U.S. because of Salmonella. So, ooh. Stay away Wait, from the honey, honey smacks. So honey smacks aren't around anymore. Uh, I never really it, ate them. As they a maybe kid, but. put them back on the shelves. I'm a little too old to be going after uh, sugar cereals these days. So uh, that was the most recent info I could find on it. <laughs> Just go after the the nice uh, brand flakes now. <laughs> anyway, so in '92, uh, the company Silver Rock rebranded to Interactive Television Entertainment, and they went on to become the uh, the company behind the Hugo the Troll Media Enterprise. Uh, I do not know that because it's a Danish troll character, but I've seen the picture and I've probably seen it once or twice. Right. And then uh, there's Colgate, Palmolive, and we're not going to talk about them on the show at all. Um, so let's get into our next tune. <laughs> so let's get to the next track. <laughs> so this is another one from the C64. This is Subtune 1, and this was actually unused, composed by Thomas Mogensen or Drax. Thank you. 
right, that was Subtune 1 from Harold Hartland or Harold Hardtooth on the C64 composed by Thomas Mogensen or Drax. And this was planned to be the title theme, but ended up not getting used. I'm really glad they went with Funk.Sid. That one's yeah. got a much better vibe for this game. Yeah, this I, one, I think. I'm not so much a fan of it. It's a little bit too mm, juggling for it's me. It's a polka, man. It's a oompa oompa kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but it just, I, it just too circusy, and I, I, I think the game is kind of like, kind of reminds me of the circus a little bit. You're in a big mouth, but uh, it just has this, um, this kind of silly, um, fair atmosphere to it, and uh, I think this would have just, it just made it not as. I don't know. I, I'm just not really a fan of this track, to be honest. I can see why he left it off. I mean, it's cute, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's it was, cute, uh... but I mean, that's, it, it, it's, <laughs> I wouldn't want to listen to it, like, again, really, you know, just like, oh, okay, and then I'm good. Uh, we've talked about Drax before on the show, if not here, we've definitely talked about it on the Impulse Project, so you should check out, um, I think we even played something from it on our early Sid episode, but... Uh, Thomas Mogensen, a.k.a. Drax, is a um, Danish composer who is the third member of the Vibrance. And Vibrance was a, a Danish demo scene group. And he started making music on the C64 in 1988, as far as we can tell. Mm-hmm. And he joined Vibrance in 1989 and immediately started using JCH's music editor, version 2.53, JCH being the uh, the person that actually ported this music over to the PC. And uh, we'll talk about him a little yeah. bit more later on. Um, he composed almost a thousand different songs on the C64 alone, but he's also had music for other different computer formats, uh, like mod format, Pro Tracker. Like, he's been all over the place, and he has some really, really great stuff, even making music today, um, as far as I can tell. And in 1996, he joined Maniacs of Noise, along yeah. with Euro and Tell and um, just a lot of other great C64 uh, seniors that got into uh, making games and stuff like that. Yeah, so, and he, he cited he's, that he's as a, a big accomplishment, you know, joining the Maniacs of Noise. They're one of the most well-known demo groups, I mean, even to this day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, he is a, an extremely influential um, C64 musician, and um, I, I think he's left a, a huge mark on on the scene and gaming culture, for that matter. Definitely, and we're going to be talking about some of the other members of Vibrance in a little bit, but uh, let's get on and talk a little bit about the uh, the story and the gameplay. There's not too much to cover here, but uh... right, right. So uh, the the game is pretty simple. I think it's uh, you, you said that it's about saving his girlfriend or something, right? Like Harold, the end credits the... has you saving your girlfriend. I don't know why a free tooth is running around in a mouth anyway to save another <laughs> free roaming tooth, but. <laughs> It doesn't even look like it belongs to the same mouth. It, it's just like it's, a random tooth. Yeah, it's like a tinier <laughs> tooth than the bigger teeth. And look, look at our, our our episode artwork for this for this episode. It'll give you an idea of like what the background looks like and what Harold looks like, and it's it's really really strange. Um, so I, I don't think there's much of a story there. Maybe you're just fighting against tooth decay. Oh, you're definitely doing that, but there seems to be the secondary goal. <laughs> definitely of, doing of that, saving the girlfriend. I don't I don't know what that's about. <laughs> the game is actually is. Is funny and as much of a joke as it sounds, it's actually a pretty good game. 
um, for you know. I mean, all things considered, the uh, the critical tides have turned. Now everybody's saying it's a terrible game, but it's got it had some pretty good reviews back in the early nineties. I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's a horrible <laughs> game. I wouldn't say that. So uh, the game options: there's one you can do two players, and I think it's like alternating. Sort it's kind of like the Pac Man style where you switch turns. And you just hand it over to somebody. Aim um, it for high score primarily. Yeah, right. The third menu option is. Uh, Facts about dentistry. Harold Hardtooth gives clean info about dentistry. It's the best I could translate from the Danish. And uh, there's a lot of different things about uh, top tips on tooth maintenance, uh, plaque, gum health, you know, different types of toothpaste, all the essentials. And uh, (laughs) finally, you have your how to play instructions. What good uh, game from like 91, 92 doesn't have a how to play instructions page in it? (laughs) <laughs> it seems like a pretty straightforward game, but we'll actually get to that in just a second. Uh, the gameplay is a platform game. You run around on wooden scaffolding in the mouth. Uh, the more I talk about it, the less sense this makes. I know. Uh, so I know, this I tiny know. tooth man, Harold, is jumping around on the scaffolding, firing his toothpaste gun. It's, it's wooden <laughs> scaffolding, too. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not yeah, even like braces. It's yeah, because it's yeah. not like braces. Yeah, that, at first that would make sense, but no, it's it's just like these wooden planks. And there's huts and stuff, like enemy huts. <laughs> Yes, which you activate cutscenes and like wipe away all the different plaque. The enemies build like these plaque huts, I guess. Um, I <laughs> these guys must have had so much fun putting this together. It it's just so strange. Every every aspect of this game is just a, like a little bit nuts. <laughs> Well, when you boot it up, the first thing you see is their smiling faces promoting their game. So they must have been, like, given free reign to do whatever. You just see pictures of them, like, holding toothpaste or toothbrushes smiling. So Yeah, there's, like, yeah. a toothbrush in, like, a like a dentist chair, like, <laughs> like, like, kind of leaning back, relaxing. It's very, very, very odd. The more I talk about this game, the more I can't stop smiling. Yeah, I... I, it makes us sound like we're crazy, but we assure you this is exactly as it's presented. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's four enemies in the game. Slasker, Nasker, Tondminator, and Basker, or Bosker, I guess. You know, I'm probably pronounced all those A's wrong. To my understanding, those translate to slap, munching, toothminator, you know, like the Terminator, because that was big in 92. And I could not find a translation for Bosker or Basker. <laughs> I, Basker. I looked it up. It was just... Nothing was coming up. I'm sure a Dane can give us some translation of what that really means. In <laughs> yeah, any case, uh, uh, yeah, you... Uh, or don't translate any of this, and we're totally cool with it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So you have your toothpaste yeah. gun, which you run around and shoot people with, and you have to pick up more toothpaste because you can run out. Um, I guess a bit of a little capitalist message there. Uh <laughs> Uh, what else Dude, is there I, to I even say gonna, about I this? I don't know how we're going to make it through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, what's even weirder is you have like these nightmarish end-level bosses, which are, I can't even figure out how to describe these things. Yeah, they're like weird goo with like like antlers. <laughs> yeah, one's like a giant piece of taffy with like eyes and a mouth. Another one's like a vomiting gum <laughs> face with eyes and like... I can barely hold it together, dude. This <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, god! And 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 it's funny because it switched from a platformer to um, it's like a this top down. Uh, well, you're facing the the boss. Yeah, you, with, you're aiming with a, upwards with a toothbrush and just and swipe you're at swiping. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, hey, God, on the upside, the background art for the teeth is accurate, and uh, the mini-map shows you where all the little uh, little baddies are, the little plaque monsters running yes. around the mouth. Yes, and yeah, I, I was very confused, because the first time I was like, what is this map all about? And I realized, oh yeah, they've got the molars, they've got the the um, canines and the front teeth, and it's it's all laid out like a, like a real mouth. I mean, <laughs> you figure they'd get Seriously. something right, but yeah. uh, I mean... <laughs> The devs did a good Very job. I, you they, know, they did a good job. <laughs> I mean, it scrolls, you know, so it's not just like, I mean, even on the uh, C64, I believe it's scrolling too, right? It's not uh, flat screens. I played the PC version. So um, just because I had it available. So um, I really, I, I really like the game. I know some people say it sucks, but I mean, trust me, there's a lot worse games out there. You know, there. <laughs> I think it's just the whole like uh, advert games are ill-advised. It's not so much, the, the programming is top-notch, really. The animations are great. Uh, yeah. They really put way more effort into this than they needed to. <laughs> yes. Anyways, well, um, enough about the game. It doesn't really matter. It's uh, got a great soundtrack. So earlier I talked about playing the PC version, and that's actually what we want to focus on a little bit more because the PC soundtrack is actually really, really rad, and it's all ad-lib audio, but uh, it's a conversion by Jens Christian Hus, or JCH, and uh, the original music's by Drax. Well, we heard that title theme, so let's listen to it through the ad-lib. Title theme from Harold Hardtooth, originally composed by Drax and arranged by JCH. Yep, and that's using the YM3812. And I think this is what th- this track is the one that kind of pushed me to think, like, hey, we should, you know, do a, a shorter episode on this game because it's it's just really fun, you know. Like, I, I gotta say, like, I like the C64 version, but I think that this one is it's got it's definitely got a lot more bounce and swing to it. And I think that's this is what my I, favorite I like version it. of the title. Oh, for sure, for and real in fact, of the three. All all the the music in this this conversion is actually my favorite of all. And so I, I think that uh, that um, JCH did a, a great job uh, converting this music over and kind of giving his own spin on how to uh, to adapt it to the hardware. Yeah, JCH has a lot of great conversions into the AdLib chip, and uh, that makes perfect sense because he's worked a lot with uh, AdLib over the years. Yeah, he was a big PC guy in the early 90s. He was a coder, cracker, musician, webmaster. He was a former computer musician on the C64, but then he moved over to PC a little later. 
He actually made his own, what he calls, crude music player on the C64 in 87, messed around in laxity for a while, then created an improved second-generation player in 1988 and uh, worked on it until about 92, and that was the JCH editor. It became very popular, actually. Uh, in 89, he formed the music group Vibrance with Link, and he also wrote Edlib for DOS, which is an ad-lib editor. So he loved making his tracker software. Uh, he also maintains a personal blog called Cordian.net. That's his personal website, and it's a pretty detailed account of his time in the demo scene, some of the applications and music he's worked on, and lots of other things over the course of about 20 years. Uh, yeah, a lot of great photos on so there, too. Much, so much information on Cordian. I've been, I've hit that website in numerous searches for stuff like for impulse project and just music in general and he's got a lot of really really great info uh, about the scene in that time very detailed which is awesome he's a really nice guy too I, I chat with him every now and then on on you know Facebook and stuff so um, still putting out stuff yeah 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 he's super active and honestly going to the website's great to walk down memory lane uh, yeah I, I love some of the photos that they have of, uh, of the vibrance folks just hanging around in apartments, smiling, sitting in front of keyboards and computers and such. Yep. Yeah. Great. Speaking of which, like all the 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 composers in this in this game, all the conversions and everything, were all members of Vibrance at one point. And this PC soundtrack was actually released as a an executable music disc by the Vibrance. Uh, just you know, a few what a few months later after the game came out. That's so, right. Yeah, so you could you could download the EXE, play it on your computer, just listen to the music that way. Totally, you know, free to, you know, listen as much as you want. So it's pretty rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's get into our next track. What do you say? Yeah, so this next track here is titled Bonus, or it's the ending boss. So the, depending on the game, the tracks were named something a little bit strange. Like, they don't all kind of fit, but... It plays during the boss part, so let's take a listen. This is a pretty rad little track. This was arranged by JCH for the YM3812.
That fire track was the boss theme or the bonus track from the PC version of Harold Hardtooth. Yeah, this is um, a lot of energy. It's it you know it's short. It's we had to loop it once there because uh, it's only like forty five seconds long or something. Oh, like it's that. a but short track. But yeah, but I should cool. use it to I mean, brush my teeth too. You know, it's yeah, perfect. I mean, like about two minutes. That's how <laughs> how else would you fight plague? I mean, <laughs> that's how they do it in this know. game. <laughs> I know it's it's cool though. It's uh, got a lot of energy. It's it's short, but it's got these really nice kind of like. Um, stabs to it that I like the Amiga version's a little bit more on the um, it's a little more subdued synth, a l- little more subdued a little more on the synthy side actually do you want to listen to a little bit of that let's do it too it's, it's different it's nice it's grown on I, me. I, you know yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really like this one as much when i was first listening to it but it's uh yeah when the arps come in it definitely picks up i think especially listen to it with like headphones on you really get this this nice kind of stereo i mean it's obviously it's mixed uh we're gonna split it for you guys like at least 60 percent, so you don't um want to you know poke put, your ears you know, yeah <laughs> <laughs> slice your ears off um but it it's I think it's got its own good qualities to it. Now, the rest of the Amiga stuff is kind of like a hit or miss. Yeah, I I, I would say this is probably my least favorite version of this game, at least right. in now, terms of the music. The graphics all, look best on this one, though, I have to say. I can kind of get behind that, yes or no. I, I think <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, if you play in EGA, it's going to obviously look better in the Amiga, but I think that the, the VGA version on um, on DOS is, is not bad. It's not bad. It's no, pretty we're, comparable. We're reliving the early 90s console and, and computer wars again, man. <laughs> Let's not do this. <laughs> so, Anyways, uh, the Amiga arrangement was done by Jesper Olsen, or J.O., another member of the Vibrance. He joined around 1992. He was a coder and a musician. At that time, he was already well-known as a C64 composer for Amok. He had unique knowledge about coding players for computer formats such as Amiga and the Roland MT32 on the PC. And he also made his own players for the C64 and the AdLib sound cards. And what we're listening to actually through the Amiga is his own file format, which Mm -hmm. is the JO format. So it's really hard to find a player that actually works for this. So, um, you know, do some internet searching or you know come to us if you need some help getting this to to play yeah limited support for this one i think yeah so he's worked professionally for interactivision brain bug funsoft in germany and interactive television entertainment and although he's never really left the vibrance he hasn't really been active in that group either so um a lot of these guys are are that way they kind of um they some you know like thomas mogensen he does some stuff here and there um, JCH does some stuff here and there, but there's a lot of these other members in the group that are just kind of like dormant lurkers now, I think, or, you know, kind of AFK, I guess. From, <laughs> I mean, a lot of these the groups group. started like 30 years ago, so it's not surprising. Not surprising. I mean, they probably have kids and are doing like all, you know, whatever, you know. I, I wanted to mention one extra person who we haven't talked about on the show, who's Thomas Engel, who worked on the sound effects for the Amiga version. Now, he's not in Vibrance. Uh, he's mostly just a programmer. 
but you might know him from some of his other work. He was one of the main programmers on the Turrican games, 1, 2, Super, and Mega, and Star Wars Rebel Assault 2. He also was the technical lead on Rogue Squadron 3D, Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader, that's the GameCube launch title that almost everybody who owned a GameCube played, and uh, Rogue Squadron 3, Rebel Strike, and went on to be the director of technology on Laird. So he was with Factor 5 for about 10 years, and he's currently a principal engineer at Epic Games. Yeah. It's kind of funny how these guys just sort of crisscross each other, right? Kind of right? a baller. <laughs> kind of a baller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a solid rock star programmer. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So uh, a lot of really interesting composers that are a part of this soundtrack, even though it's such a niche game in a very small community that was released for so um i'm glad that we we talked about it today so to wrap up here today we covered harold hardtooth for the c64 amiga and ibm pc composed by thomas mogensen aka drax with arrangements by jens christian hus and jesper olsen if you want more on the show then check us out online at pixelatedaudio.com for show notes and the track list we can also be found on twitter at pixelated audio or our discord server Yes, and if you want to get on our Discord action, go to our website and you can find a link there with the invite and uh, come chat with us. We have um, new stuff posted all the time. I can barely keep up, but I do read all the stuff that that goes on in there. And uh, there's a lot of good music, and um, I'm just very happy to be a part of the, the community. Yeah. So if you guys like the show, please leave a review on iTunes or give some feedback. We'd appreciate that. If you want to help support the show, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pixelated and if you're new to our podcast check out some of our past episodes like this most recent one we did which is alex four so moving from swedish indie games to danish adver games <laughs> uh, similar wheelhouse there we have our wonderful interview with saori kobayashi on panzer dragoon saga our episode with megan mcduffie on river city girls and our episode with chibi tech at magwest they're all really really great shows Awesome. So the track taking us out of the show is the high score theme for the PC version, arranged by JCH. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you back in a couple of weeks for the next episode. <laughs>